Hey, this is Don LaGreca from The Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. Lock up sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out, bring them out, yeah. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out. Here we go! From the Brian Gunzel Studios, I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports, an unprecedented $700 million for Shohei Otani. It's America's game day. Army, Navy, we got your updates. Yamamoto, it looks like it's going to be the Yankees or the Mets. Buckle up. All that, plus a special guest announcement for next week. Coming up right here on Locked Up Sports. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Bob Walters. Alone today, again, Brett. Brett threw out his back. That's a terrible thing. He, Brett threw out his back, so he was sick last week. He's threw out his back this week. He's going to be back next week as we got a big guest next week. We will announce that later in the show. Um, but we were going to start with Army-Navy. Just an update. Army has a 7 nothing lead in America's game. The the best, as far as for my money, as far as my money's worth, it's the best rivalry in college football. And there's there's different reasons why I have that, why I have it better than Ohio State, Michigan say. So but I'll get a we'll get to all that. But in the last uh hour, hour and a half, the the Dodgers have given seven hundred million dollars to Shohei Otani. Ten years, seven hundred million. It's about three hundred million more than the previous highest contract ever given. It's the highest in American sports history. It's 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 unprecedented. He's getting seventy million dollars. I think they're crazy for giving him for giving anybody seven hundred million dollars. But Shohei Otani, I guess if someone was going to get it, he's the guy to get it. Uh, it does it change the free agent market? I, I don't think it really does. I mean, how how many? Because nobody else is is, is Otani, so it's not going to change the market. It's not going to make bring everybody up or anything like that. It's he's a special player. He's a unique talent. He plays. Two ways he pitches, he hits. Now, I like I said, I think you're crazy to give him that kind of money. Now, supposedly we haven't seen the contract yet, but there's a, a ton of deferred money, so he's going to be getting a lot of it on the back end. And listen, the Dodgers better win multiple World Series, right? They better win with that with the lineup that they have. They better win multiple World Series during this, you know, ten probably during the first five or six years. Because the imagine how bad the back end of this contract's going to be. Guy's gonna be making seventy, seventy-five million dollars, and, and he's gonna be—you know—his his talents are gonna start to deteriorate, just like everybody else does. Just like all these uh, long-term, high-dollar amount uh, contracts are, it's gonna, not gonna be good. Now, again, I think they're crazy to give him seven hundred million dollars. I think they're crazy to give anybody seventy million dollars a year. You're basically paying next next year. He's not pitching. Don't forget that. So now you're going to be paying $70 million for a guy to hit four times as a DH. You're paying $70 million for a DH next year. And, I mean, it's crazy amounts of money. Uh, the Mets uh, supposedly did, you know, as once it got up to a certain level, they they bowed out. They didn't make him an offer. And, and that, good thing. You got to be somewhat fiscally responsible. I And I'm somebody who says it's not my money. I don't really care. But when you start getting up to money like $700, you are crazy. Because you know what? It's going to be passed along to the to the the fans at least a little bit, right? The ticket prices are going to go up a little bit. Now they're going to sell more tickets. But but how many more tickets are the Dodgers really going to sell? 
They draw three and a half million every year. You know, how much more merchandise is the, are they going to sell? Is this really going to be worth it for them? Is it going to be, are they going to make this money back? Absolutely not. They could win three, four, five World Series. They won't make this money back. And I mean, you know, good for him. You're worth what you uh, can get paid. You're worth what you can negotiate. And he got himself a $700 million contract, the largest in American sports, the largest, I think, in almost in any sports. I don't know. Maybe there's some soccer contracts that rival it, but I, don't, I can't I can't imagine. And like I said, I think they're crazy to pay him this kind of money. Next year, you're paying $70 million for a DH. <sighs> Man, Edgar Martinez, who basically started the big the big money for, for DHs, and, you know, yeah, I can't believe it. $70 million a year. You'll be paying $70 million for a DH next year. The Dodgers, you better win. You better win. Otherwise, I mean, something like this obviously has to go through the owner. But, but wow. So $70 million, it was, listen, I, and, and, I was, and I was sick of it at this point. I was sick of the Otani thing. And he really it was a big turnoff the way he was so secretive about everything and, and how if the Dodgers, if, if a team says they had a meeting with him, even that could disqualify them. Uh, clearly he was lying, right? Because Dave Roberts is the one that came out and said that they had a meeting with him. And the, the Dodger front office got angry at Roberts, which is ridiculous. He was asked the question. He said, yeah, we had a meeting with him three hours. I think it went well. And that's going to, you know, and then in the, in the end game, it turns out that he really didn't care if somebody leaked the meeting. He just cared who gave him the most money. And that, that's what we knew. But the, the secrecy of it and the, the, even when he had a press conference and he had his dog there and somebody asked him, what's the name of the dog? And he got upset about that. Uh, is that really what you want? Now you got this for 10 years. You better win. You better win a lot. But as far as the Dodgers, what what's the what's the end game for the Dodgers? I know you want to win World Series, but you sign players like this and you sign big name players to sell jerseys, to sell seats, to put butts in seats. The Dodgers draw three and a half million. The Dodgers make the playoffs almost every year. They sell a ton of jerseys. They have a ton of fans all over the world, all over the country. From New York, where they used to play, all the way out to the to the other coast, there are Dodger fans. How much more money are they going to make? It's not going to be seven hundred million. So, if you're not going to make that much money, you better win multiple championships. This is not a we got to get a championship. It is you got to get multiple championships. But good for him, seven hundred million dollars. Now, the winter meetings ended yesterday. The Yankees went shopping at the luxury car store. The Mets went shopping at Craigslist for their for their cars. The Mets got a bunch of fillers. Okay, it, it's it's not it's not looking good for the Mets. And and I don't know what Steve Cohen's doing. I don't know what kind of reaction he thinks he's going to get out of this when he just signs a, a bunch of things off the scrap heap. To, you know, basically fillers for the roster because the Mets had only half a roster after they dumped half their roster. But that's what he did. The Mets made no splash at the at the winter meetings. The Yank before today, before about an hour ago, when Otani signed for you know three quarters of a billion dollars, the Yankees were the big story. The Yankees went out, and I think it was a great move for the Yankees. I, if you know this show, you know I love Juan Soto. I think he's the closest thing to Ted Williams since Ted Williams. I think Yankee fans that are complaining they gave too much are crazy because those five or six 
prospects or, or low-level major leaguers are not going to get you anywhere near closer, as close to a championship as Juan Soto will. He's the be- He's one of the best hitters in the game. He's 25 years old. Now, what I hope as a Mets fan and what Mets fans hope is that the Yankees are leasing this for a year. They're leasing the car for a year that the Mets are going to buy next year. And that's really all we can hope for. But we can worry about that down the line because the Yankees have the upper hand because now they could woo him for a year. Oh, look at this. Yankee Stadium, all the lore, all the history, the fans. I'll tell you what, and the Yankee fans better not get on him early. I don't think he's the kind of guy. I don't think Soto's the kind of guy who kind of gets rattled like that. You know, he's played, he played in Washington. He's already won a World Series. But I don't think he's the kind of guy that would get rattled by New York and by the fans getting on him because he got off to a slow start last year. Now, it's San Diego. It's a different story. It's a small market. It's just a completely different story than it would be in the Bronx. And if he gets off to the slow start, the fans are going to get on him. And now how does he react to that? He will cut, he will play to the back of his baseball card by, by when it's all said and done because he does. That's what he does. Now he's going to go to free agency because he's a Boris client and Boris clients go to free agency because that's what he believes. That's how he gets the most money and he wants the other teams in there throwing offers at him. And he's got the Mets now who have the very deep pockets who can really drive up the price of somebody. And the Mets fans are going to be clamoring for them to get Soto at the end of this year. And they're going to be, you know, steal him from the Yankees, steal him away. But as far as this year goes now, Mets can worry about that after, during the, you know, the end of the season next year. Cause that's it. It's over. Soto was a Yankee for this year. They, I mean, and, and the whole, uh, the Yankees better win the championship this year. I don't think it's, it's that desperate. They didn't give up that much. They really didn't. I mean, it, they gave up King. Is King really? I mean, it's, you didn't give up Whitey Ford. You gave up King. He's never pitched a whole season as a starter. You still have the Cy Young winner. You still have Judge. Stanton is, is a, is a, is a weight on that lineup though. Stanton is really pull, pulls that lineup down because he's, he doesn't have the, the skills that he did. Okay. He's a very streaky hitter. He's below average in the outfield. He's a DH, but you're going to have your, you know, your two hitters going to be Soto. Your three hitters going to be Judge, and and Judge offers great protection for Soto. You're not going to be able to pitch around those two because if you do that, you're going to get yourself in trouble. You're going to have two men on. So the Yankees made a big move, and it's a good move. As far as I wouldn't worry about the signing him long term yet. I listen, just enjoy it now, enjoy it for this season. I wouldn't get on him if he starts out slow. Don't I mean? No one's. They're not going to listen to me because they will. They will get on him if he starts slow, but. You don't want to do anything to kind of turn him away and, and, and have him run into the arms of somebody of another team because you'll be kicking yourself. Because at the end of the year, I promise he's going to have the numbers. Last year was a down year for him. He started slow. He still had 40 home runs. Still drove in over 100 RBIs. He's got a huge OPS. One of the, one of the best ever. He's 25 years old. Doesn't get any better than that. Doesn't get any better than that. And now he, Otani, back to Otani. Now, is Otani a better player than Soto? Is he a better hitter? He's probably, he's right on par with Soto, to be honest with you, offensively. Last year, let's see, last year Otani was 304, 44, 95 with 150 hits. 
it's it's a t- it's a great year. It's a great year. But on top of that, what what gets him the seven hundred million is that he's also a pitcher. He's also could be a twenty game winner. He could also be a Cy Young, a top number one ace in your rotation. But how long is he going to be able to do that for? He's not. We we already know he's not pitching next year. Okay, we already know that he's not going to pitch next year. He's just going to DH probably probably just DH most of the time. Now you go three, four, five years down the line in that contract. Is he still pitching? I can't imagine he's going to be doing both forever, right? So the Dodgers, listen, the Dodgers went all in. They went all in. It doesn't get more all in than seven hundred million. $70 million a year. So, and now, so now the, the one left, the one prize left out there is Yamamoto. Reports are coming in now that it's between the Mets and the Yankees for Yamamoto. And buckle up because now it's going to be, now, now we will see if Steve Cohen is really put his money where his mouth is. Okay. Because so far he's been just like the Cohens. Severino was a very, I'm sorry, just like the Wilpon. Severino was a very Wilpon move. Because he couldn't get out of first inning. He was barely a major leaguer. The Mets got him on the cheap. We took him, throw him on the heap. That's very Wilpons. Now, with Yamamoto, it's gonna, it's, we'll see. Is he really, is he going to do what he said he would do? Are the Mets the big, the big ticket, the big prize have the money? Will they go after? Will they outspend everybody, including the Yankees? We're going to find out if the reports are true, saying that it's the Mets and the Yankees left that Yamamoto's looking to choose for. And that, and that makes sense because the word is, is that he loves the spotlight. He loves New York. The Mets, flew, Cohen and Stearns flew out there, flew to Japan, had a meeting with him all the way out there to Japan just for a short meeting about a month ago. Came back, said the meeting went well. The Yankees clearly need pitching. The Yankees are clearly going for it this year with Soto. So now we'll see. Steve Cohen, put your money where your mouth is and bring Yamamoto home to Flushing. Because so far you've done nothing. So far it looks a lot like it did five years ago, ten years ago. Mets don't get the big free agents. And when they do, it's not the guys like that, that, that you really wanted. So... It's going to be very interesting these next couple of days. Your guess is as good as mine as to where he goes. It's not as secretive as the, the Otani thing. Like I said, that that was a, that was just a turnoff. The way he was he was playing this, it, it, you got the biggest free agent in baseball history. Teams, multiple teams fighting for him. Uh, rumors spreading about where he's going. He's leaning towards here. This team had a meeting. He doesn't want any of it out there. It would have been good for the game. In the middle, in the end of November, the middle of December, you have baseball on the top, on the back pages, on the front pages. But he didn't want any of it. So, the, as far as I'm concerned, he didn't want to help the game out. He just wanted it in secret. He wants to be alone. Don't ask me any questions. Don't leak anything. If you leak anything, I'm not going to go to you. Which was all BS, right? Because Dave Roberts leaked it all right in front of our face, and he ended up signing with the Dodgers anyway. And the Dodgers getting angry at, at Dave Roberts for that. I mean, come on. That's petty stuff. Stuff's going to leak. Stuff leaks out of the White House. If something leak, if something can leak out of the White House, it can leak out of a, the front office of a Major League Baseball team. And something is always going to leak because there's always going to be somebody who knows something 
and always going to be somebody who has an agenda, and they're going to leak it right out. And they all got their, their, their reporter that they talked to, that they're buddy-buddy with, and they're going to talk to that reporter, and it's going to get out. Dave Roberts did it right in front of us. He did it at a press conference. He told us all right straight face in the microphone. We, we had a meeting with him. I think it went well. And then what happened? Otani signs with the Dodgers. So it, it really was all BS. It would have been better for baseball if it was just out there. Now, there were, like I said, there were rumors because it, it did leak. It leaked every, every, we knew every meeting he had. We knew every place he went. So it, it didn't work at all. His little secretive thing. Yesterday, about this time, it looked like done deal going to Toronto, which was a shocker. Now, did they use Toronto to kind of up the, up the ante a little bit? Who knows? We'll, we'll find out though. Cause it'll leak. That's why we'll find out. It'll leak out. So that's the baseball news. And listen, you better get it done, Steve Cohen. Cause this is not, this is not what we thought. When, when Steve Cohen became the, the owner, this was the type of off-season free agent type of situation with that we thought oh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna kill in this type of off-season. We're gonna get Otani. Now I'm glad they didn't, but we're gonna get Otani. We'll give up everybody for Soto, and we'll sign him on it before even his plane hits the ground in New York. We'll get Yamamoto because we'll just throw as much money as he needs at him. And so far, they've been cheap. They've gotten a bunch of guys that you don't even know their names. And Severino, the one you do know his name, you know his name because he stinks. So big, big couple of days coming up for the Mets and for the Yankees. Because if the Yankees can get Yamamoto, they're going to be one of the favorites to win the World Series. That's just the bottom line. That's it. So that's, that's what's going on. Baseball winter meetings over. Next week, our guest, big guest announcement here. It's going to be next week. Uh, we haven't set up the exact day, but we're going to have former Mets manager Mickey Calloway on the show right here. Locked up sports. He's a fan of the show. He's in the Facebook group. He's a Facebook friends of mine. He is going to come on and he's going to talk about now. He was just the manager a couple of years ago with the Mets. Okay. So a lot of these guys are still on the team. He was, uh, he was on the team with Edwin Diaz. I'm going to talk to him about that. I'm curious to see what he thinks he's going to come back full strength and have the kind of year he had a couple of years ago. Talk to him about Alonzo and whether how much he thinks the Mets should give Alonzo. Does he think they should break the bank? Do you go $200 million? Do you go 250 So we'll see what he thinks about that. So Mickey Calloway, New York former Mets manager, former Angels pitching coach, former, uh, I believe, Blue Jays pitching coach, but don't quote me on that. But he's definitely the former Angels pitching coach, and he's definitely the former manager of the New York Mets, 2018-2019. Uh, the Mets made that late run in 2019. They came up short. That was the year the, the Nationals won the World Series. He ended up getting fired after being 10 games over 500. Uh, then he went to L.A. to be their pitching coach. He obviously had the issues where he was banned from baseball. We'll see if he wants to come back because his ban ended in 2022. So does he want to come back? Does he think anyone's going to give him another shot? It's going to be a good interview. I'm excited to talk with Mickey Calloway. That's next week. Right here on Locked Up Sports. Um, elsewhere today, Army Navy going on. Let's uh, let me get updated. It was seven nothing Army America's game, the best rivalry in college football as far as my, as far as my money goes. It's now ten nothing Army as they play third quarter, just underway second half. Ten nothing Army. Now listen, is it the best football game? Is it the most entertaining football game? It's not. 
It's not. They don't have the talent. The talent doesn't go there anymore because you have to give four years service after you graduate. So if you're an NFL talent, level talent, you don't go to Army or Navy. Just, I mean, listen, the special ones do. Better people than me if you go in Army Navy, go in Army or Navy. But if you're an NFL talent, they don't do it because now you get out of school at 21, you got to do four years service. You're 25, 26 before you can go in the NFL and you lose all your money. So they don't do it. But back in the day, these were the two top teams in the country. Think of how intense this game is now. They're both five and six. They're both average to below average teams. They run the read option. It's a rather boring game to watch. It's, it looks more like a high school game than a, than a college game. But the intensity and this is the game they play for. This is it. This is their whole season. They would go 0 and 12 if they could beat Army, if Army could beat Navy, and if they, or if Navy could beat Army, they would agree to lose all the rest of their games. Just to sing second today. So, and like I said, imagine how it was years ago, before, way before me, way before probably you, when this game was two of the top teams in the country. Plays like Roger Stallback playing in this game. But it's not like that anymore, but it's still the best rivalry in the country because it's a standalone game this Saturday, Heisman Saturday. It's the only game that's played today. The NFL won't even touch today. And you know how greedy the NFL is. The NFL jump right into this thing. They would jump in somebody's grave, no problem. They won't touch America's game on Army-Navy Saturday. They could have games today. That's the only football game today is Army-Navy. The NFL could fill the schedule, but not even they, not even them with their endless greed will touch Army-Navy Saturday. 10 nothing Army. They have the ball on their own 25-yard line, first and 10, 10-point lead. They were two-and-a-half-point favorite. Listen, it'd be nice to see Navy get a couple points here at least. Army goes in and scores here. It's going to be real tough to come back just because the offense, the, the type of game they play, the read option and stuff that you can't come back 17 nothing because you don't have a high powered offense. You can't put the ball in the end zone. It's long sustained, sustained drives. It's the first time the game is ever being played in new England at uh, Foxborough. They had Belichick on college game day today, making the picks and he was funny. He's good. Belichick is good when he's at work. Belichick is boring. He's the worst to listen to. He gives you nothing. Dry, no sense of humor, monotone. He's the worst to listen to. But that's all on purpose. Belichick is funny and he's entertaining. And if you watched um, game day today, you saw that. And if you've heard him, he's been on WFAM before. He's he's another one that's friends with Beningo. He doesn't tell Beningo is you know what he's going to do with stuff though. How about that? By the way, Joe Beningo, who we had on this show, in the news. We live in a day and age where the Jets' head coach is giving a press conference and being asked questions, multiple questions, about Joe Beningo and what he asked him and what he told him. If you didn't hear the story, what happened is Beningo has become friends with Robert Sala. I think because they're both Trumpers, to be honest with you. I think that's the commonality besides the Jets that they have in common. They're both, from what I, I know for a fact that Beningo is a Trumper. And I've heard from multiple sources, people who know Robert Sala personally, that he is also a Trumper. 
So I think that kind of, you know, bonds them two together. They talk. For some reason, he takes advice from Beningo. Not that Joe doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to football, because he does. But do you really want to be taking advice from him? And then he tells him stuff. And <laughs> what happened was, was Joe texted Robert Sala. I think you should go back to Zach Wilson. The answer that Sala gave Beningo was, are you kidding? Beningo took it like, are you kidding? I'm not putting that garbage quarterback back in to run my team. What he really meant was, are you kidding? You've been telling me for the last two months to take him out and not to play him. Joe went on, uh, I believe it was either Carton and, and not Carton, listen to me, uh, Boomer and, and Geo, and was like, yeah, he doesn't like Zach Wilson. He texted me today, are you kidding? Miscommunication. Of course, it was a private conversation that they were having. It was probably assumed to be off the record. And it really got, it got, it gained steam over the course of the day to the point where Salah was asked about it at the press conference. Beningo had to come on and issue an apology. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. And he said that he's still friends with him through it all. Salah said that he still likes Joe and yeah, you good for Joe. So the Jets are just a disaster. They're the Jets, this is one of the most disaster years you could even possibly think of. It's a, it's, it's a complete nothing. Nothing has gone right. In game one, when Rodgers went down, they won the game in overtime. Since that punt return, nothing has gone right. Now they beat the Eagles, who I told you I think are a soft 10 and three now. I guess they are, but. Listen, nothing. Nothing has gone right. We're going to be with you tomorrow. We're going to do the, some NFL tomorrow. Today is, uh, today's, uh, listen, today's Otani, right? $700 million richer than man. And it's all backloaded. Apparently a lot of deferred money. So you could make fun of the Mets and Bobby Bonilla and his million dollar day and everything. Otani, when we see this contract, it's going to probably be worse. They're going to be paying him forever and it's going to be 20, 30, 40 million. When he's not playing for the team anymore. So there's that. Now, the other football thing that you got going on today, you got you got Army Navy. It's the same thing every year. Army Navy, Heisman Trophy. Heisman Trophy is tonight. Do they still do it in New York? I think they still I don't they don't do it at the New York Athletic Club anymore like they like they did forever. But I believe it's still in New York. I could be wrong about that. It's on ESPN or, or ABC. It'll probably be on ABC, but it's on the, that family of networks. Um, now who do I think is going to win? I, the person who I think is going to win is not the person who I think should win. Let me put it that way. Okay. So I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in college football. I think he should win the Heisman trophy. Will he win the Heisman trophy? Not a chance. He's there. He'll be there. He's invited. He's a finalist. Not a chance. He wins. Now, why do I think he's, he's not going to win? It's tough for wide receivers. Wide receivers that have won are players like Desmond Howard, who was also an electric uh, special teams player. Um, he was he played on the, both sides of the ball. Um, Tim Brown, who had a, a, a breakout, he had a huge game and a huge moment for USC. Tim Brown also won. I think. Marvin Harrison Jr. is hands down the best player in college football. College football, and that's who I think should win. That's what the award is. 
supposed to be the best player in college football. That's supposed to be the best player for a good team. That's supposed to be the best player that, that played on a team that, that can win or that won games. Best player, college football, should get the Heisman Trophy. That's what it's supposed to be. It could be a top draft pick because wide receivers just don't go like that. That's not how they go. He might, he will, he will be a top 10 pick, but he's not, you're not looking at, you know, top, top five or top three pick. That's quarterbacks. That's quarterbacks. That's tackles. That's pass rushers. That's who gets the top three, top five. But as far as my, my money goes, he's the best player in college football. He should win the Heisman Trophy, hands down. Now, some of the other people, Bo Nix, of course. Bo Nix, listen, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big Bo Nix guy. Okay. I know he's a good player. I know he can throw the ball. They, they, they say he can't throw the ball down the field. I think he can throw the ball down the field. He's made multiple, he's done that multiple times. He's had some big games. He put up some big numbers, but he's just not, he's not the best quarterback out there. And he's not certainly not the best player in college football. Who else is going now to the finals? One of the finalists. You got Jaden Daniels. Daniels is now reported that it's being reported that Daniels is going to win this thing. I, I don't have a problem if Daniels wins it. He's the LSU quarterback. He's got really gaudy numbers. He's got really he, LSU is not a good team. LSU is not a good team in the nine and three because of their quarterback. He's going to win this thing, and it's being reported that he is going to win this thing. And I think he listen. I don't have a problem with that. Better football player, I think. Marvin Harrison Jr. has been a football player. Now, who would I want to start my team with? I'd rather start my team with the quarterback because that's what you do. Quarterbacks, you need a quarterback because it's more important. You could have a great wide receiver. If you can't get him the ball, it's irrelevant, right? So I, I, I think Harrison's the best player. I think the LSU quarterback will probably win. And I think Bo Nix is your sleeper. I said, I'm not a big Bo Nix fan. Oregon has a, they always have a wide open offense. They, they spread the field out five wides. To me, he he hasn't he doesn't look it. I wouldn't take him as a as a pro either. I think he's going to be an okay pro. He's going to be a high draft pick, Bo Nix. But I don't I don't think he's going to be anything anything special. I really don't. I don't think he's going to be anything special. So that that's tonight. That's the Heisman. Um, do you watch the Heisman? I I can't watch it. I never. To be honest with you, I never could watch it. I thought it was boring, especially when it was at the the New York Athletic Club here. It's just a boring show. It's like very. Uh, private men's club type of situation. Everybody's wearing suits. It's proper. It's it's they they do the announcements. They do a pro, a profile of all the players. They're sitting in the front row, and then they announce the the winner. And to me, it's just boring. I, I'd never watch the Heisman. I watch something, but and I'll see. I'll find out who wins the Heisman. I don't need to see the highlights and hear the stories and that. It's. It's not a good. It's not a good award show. And I, I, listen, I'm, I'm probably in the minority because they keep putting it on. It's on every year. The whole show. They've expanded it to an hour long. It's gonna be on ABC, so it's gonna be on the network. Saturday night prime time. I think it's seven o'clock, but it might be eight o'clock now. But you know what? I'm not watching it. I'll, I'll find something else on, and then at eight o'clock or the last three minutes of the show, throw it on, and you get the winner. Because that's what you need, right? We also we all watch the games. We all saw the players. We all know who we think should win. And any of these guys is good enough to win. So that's that. That's really all that's going on as far as football goes today. Again, big story. Shohei Otani, $700 million. 10 years, $70 million a year for the Dodgers. 
And I'd like, what can you say about that? Good, good for him. Highest contract in sports ever history. You know, now you're on the, when you make it 700 million, now you're on like the level of like owners almost. You almost reach an owner status, billionaire status. He's going to be a billionaire. He's going to make 300 million. Someone's going to give him a hundred million dollar endorsement deal. If he doesn't already have a couple of them. I saw that he's making like $50,000 a second. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I'm happy when I make $50 an hour. He's making $50 a second. So another update, Army, Navy, 10 nothing Army. They have the ball on their own 15-yard line after a Navy punt. So Army's still with the lead. We're halfway through the third quarter. Who will sing second? It's, right now it looks like it's going to be Army. They have a 10 nothing lead. Navy has really done nothing. If you look at the stats here, I mean... Let me just pull them up. Navy has 82 total yards. They have negative one passing yard. So they look like the Jets as far as passing yards go. <laughs> that, that's how bad the Jets are. All right, remember that. The Jets, negative one passing yards for, for Navy in this game. 83 rushing yards. They have a total of 80, 82 total yards. We're halfway through the third quarter. Is Army's defense that good? Is Navy just that bad? Navy was good for like a decade. It took a long time. Army did not beat him for a long time. I'm not sure what it was. Who won. I don't even know who won last year. I watch it every year, but I can't remember. But I do I do enjoy it. The pageantry, the flyover, the president's in attendance. It's, it's usually, like I said, it's usually played in Baltimore or New York or Philadelphia. Those are the three spots where I have always seen it. First time ever, it's up in New England, Gillette Stadium. So we'll see. Tomorrow you got the NFL. Giants, Bills. Now, how about how about Sean McDermott? Like what what are you do, what are you what are you doing? You can't talk about nine eleven and expect to be to have it be okay with anybody. Whether you're serious, whether it was misunderstood, whether what whatever, just don't do it. And certainly, if you're gonna do it, don't praise the hijackers. Are you kidding me? You don't know the story. Apparently, two or three years ago, Sean McDermott, Bills head coach, now current head coach, gave a speech in the locker room where he was talking about being a team and playing together and coming together as a team. And he referenced how much of a team and how teamwork works by by citing the 9-11 hijackers. He said they were a great team. They came together. They worked together. And look what they accomplished. No. No. Even if that's right, you can't say that. And I'm not saying it is right. But even if you were to believe that that's right, you can't say that. Now, why did it stay under wraps all this, you know, these three years? Because they were winning. They were winning. They had a big-time quarterback. They were winning games. Buffalo doesn't win many football games. Remember, Buffalo doesn't win the big football games either. They were going to the playoffs. They had that all-time great playoff game with Mahomes and the Chiefs and the back-and-forth that changed the overtime rule. They were winning, so it didn't come out. Now they're losing. So somebody with an axe to grind, and this gets back to the point what we were talking about before. Somebody leaked it. They have an agenda. They don't like them. That leaked it. And now everyone, now all the other coaches on that staff are being questioned as to what the hell were you doing? 
How could you not come out and say that to somebody? That he said he used that in a speech. How could you keep that under wraps? And Brian Dable's one of them because he was on the coaching staff. And now he's going to, and now he's playing them this week. He hasn't lost his job yet, McDermott. That is, is he going to lose it? I, I don't know. Probably. Barring some kind of long miracle run where they make the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs, he's going to lose his job. Because you can't bring up 9-11 like that and praise the terrorists. No matter what. It hasn't been, and I don't know if it'll ever be long enough, but it certainly hasn't been long enough. We're talking 20-something years. It has not been long enough. You know, and you and it'll never be long enough. What, what am I talking? It'll never be long enough because you still can't reference Hitler. That's a that's an automatic out. Nine eleven automatic out. He's gonna lose his job. There's no way he survives this because they're not gonna make a big run. The bills are falling apart. The the, the their window was closed. I was wrong. Apparently, beginning of the season, I said I, I didn't think their window closed. Miami's gonna win that division. Miami's clear head and shoulders the best team in that division. So that's what's going on there, and just a, just a brainless. And the fact that it look at look at you want to know how bad it is? Look at it. Three years later, he said it three years ago. It's just now coming out, which is absurd to me too. I can't believe in those three years nobody else had a problem with Sean McDermott enough to go to a reporter somewhere and be like, "Hey, listen, this guy's talking about the nine eleven hijackers in meetings, saying we should be more like the nine eleven hijackers." Because you got to know that 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 this is going to happen. What's happened? It immediately was all over the media. He immediately came out and, you know, it, it, well, I was misunderstood. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You can't do that because you can't explain that away. You know, and when you, when you try and talk your way out of something like that, you just dig yourself a deeper hole. Just dig in your own grave. So that, that's what's going on there. Uh, we'll see if we get some better football out of this NFL um, weekend the now next weekend they start with the Saturday games. I told you too many windows. They play too many too many games, too many days, too many games. So this week you got Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Five out of seven days. Come on, that's not football. That's not what's supposed to be. You know, you're going to get garbage on Monday night. You're going to get garbage on Thursday night. And you're going to get, you know, it's a crapshoot on Saturday. I don't know who's playing next Saturday. But the NFL jumps right in that void. Oh, college is done. Army, Navy done. We'll, 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 we'll go in there. We'll throw three games on Saturday. Fox, CBS, and then, or Prime, or Fox, CBS, and then NFL Network. Because they're greedy. They don't care about the product because they think you're going to watch no matter what. And right now you will. But eventually, you're going to get sick of seeing 6 nothing. You're going to get sick of watching teams like the Jets and the Giants. It's just not enough good talent to go around, and the ones that are getting hurt. And that first week of super wild card weekend, which they have, you're not going to get good games there either. I mean, what, what's the most memorable super wild card game we have? I guess it was Jacksonville, right? Blowing that huge, uh, coming back. Or blowing the huge lead. Jacksonville blew the huge lead. Like, come on. That's not kind of, you don't want to, there shouldn't be a team blowing leads like that in the playoffs. And there, there weren't good games. And there, I'm sure it won't be good games again this year, Super Wild Card Weekend, just extra games. 
Extra games, more money. That's what it means. It's agreed. They're all like that. They're just the company. They're just like a company. The NFL, the NCAA, the rest of them. So that's what's going on there. The Knicks last night, a measuring stick game against the Celtics in Boston. Not good enough. Not good enough. All right, they lost by ten. It wasn't even that close. Of course, Thibodeau leaves his players in at a ten-point game. Jalen Brunson gets hurt with twenty-one seconds left. What are you doing? Why is Jalen Brunson in a 10-point game with 21 seconds left? Uh, steps on someone's foot, rolls his ankle, it gets helped off the court. Don't you understand how important Brunson is to this team, especially if you're not going to go out and get another superstar? Knicks are going Knicks go nowhere without Brunson, nowhere. And you got him on the floor with 20 seconds left in a 10-point game. Because it's all about the, the, the focus is about to shift. To the Rangers and the Knicks. Rangers are playing lights out. Best team in the NHL. The Knicks are playing well. They're 12-9 and nine after a so-so start. They've kind of rebounded. Now they're up 12. They, they got three game over 500. They're playing well. And you got your play. You got Jalen Brunson on the floor in a 10-point game with 21 seconds left. And he steps on someone's foot and he rolls his ankle. And now who knows? They lose Brunson for four or five weeks. They, they, they could ruin the season. They could fall right in the hole. You're only three games over 500. So not a good move by Thibodeau. Not a good move. Like, what are you doing? And he and the reason I'm getting on him is because it's something that he's known to do. Like, what's the point? It's garbage time. It's called garbage time for a reason because it's garbage. Put your garbage on the floor during garbage time. It's not that hard. Not your star who's carried this franchise wherever it's going, wherever it's been out of the garbage is Jalen Brunson has carried the Knicks out of the garbage. Don't have him on the floor in garbage time. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. It's like, well, like, what are you thinking? It's not as stupid as McDermott talking about the, the nine 11 hijackers, but it's, it's pretty close. What, what's the point? They, 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 you don't have an answer for that. You can't have it. I don't know what his answer was. I'm sure he was asked it if he wasn't. Shame on the reporters, but I'm sure he was asked it. What's your answer? You don't have one because there isn't one. So that does it for me here today. I got to get, I got work tonight and everything. So listen, Marvin Harrison Jr., best player should win the Heisman, will not win the Heisman. The LSU quarterback is going to win it. That's the reports I'm hearing. So let's just go with that. Army, Navy, 10 nothing Army. They got the ball to the Navy 38-yard line. It doesn't look like Navy's going to score. There were uh, what, three minutes left in the third quarter. Navy has a total of 82 yards, negative one passing yards. They got five first downs. They have four punts, and they, they, they threw a pick. So, I mean, they have negative one passing yards and a pick. Is their passing numbers. The Navy quarterback, now they've had three guys play quarterback, is they've completed one pass. They're one for five, negative one yards, and a, and a pick. So maybe the Jets are going to take the, this guy, huh? <laughs> He'll be back up for Rodgers next year. Oh, man. The. Again, the the talent level and the entertainment value is not there with Army Navy, but the intensity and the the pageantry and the rivalry is there.
And it looks like Army's going to sing second, especially if they could put this, they stick this thing in the end zone, 17 nothing. They're not coming back. I don't think they can come back from 13 nothing Navy. So it's looking good for Army. It's still uh, 18 minutes to play. They have the ball going in on the Navy side of the field. So we'll see what happens there. We'll see who sings second in the 124th Army Navy game, America's game from Foxborough Gillette Stadium. So that does it for us again. The big news today Otani is a Dodger. 70 million a year, 10 years, a lot of deferred money. We haven't seen the contract yet, but it's 70 million, 700, 700 million. Thank God the Mets didn't do that because, they, and like I said, I'm not somebody who cares because it's not my money and I really don't care. I just want the, the players and I want the championships. But that's outrageous. So good for Steve Cohen there. But now it's Steve Cohen. You got to, if it's, if reports are true that for Yamamoto, it's the Mets and the Yankees left standing. You damn well better outbid the Yankees. You damn well better outbid them. And if you don't, you're going to have to answer to it. Because this is why we liked you. This is why we wanted you as manager. This is why we were happy as you as owner. And so far, you haven't lived up to it. Not this year, at least. Buying your cars from Craigslist and the Yankees are shopping at the luxury dealerships. Don't let the Yankees outbid you. Don't let the evil empire win. That does it for me today. We'll, uh, I'm going to try and do something tomorrow, either tomorrow evening or, or do a morning before the games, after the games. Remember next week, Mickey Calloway, former Mets manager, Mickey Calloway right here on Locked Up Sports. Thanks for watching, everybody. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. Every little bit helps. Brett will be with us next week. Thanks for watching, everybody. I'm Bob Walters. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.